Let us pray together. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you for the blood of Jesus Christ that cleanses us from all sin, and we thank you for the wonderful grace that makes available the free pardon of sin and the gift of eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Will you bless this radio message this morning that it might in its meaning, Lord, turn people to thee and cause people to stop and to ponder their eternal destination. We would ask you to bless our boys in the armed forces of this country, protect and guide and keep them close to thee, and bless the loved ones, Lord, at home who pray and worry over them that they may commit their will to thee and live close enough to thee that their prayers can be answered. Bless the sick and the needy. And may this be a day when souls will accept and obey the gospel of Jesus Christ. For we ask it in the name of the Lord. Amen. I want to announce our revival beginning at the Harper Road Christian Church, April the 3rd with Brother Riley Donica from Hatfield, Arkansas. This is a great preacher. Service is at 7.30 each evening, beginning Sunday night, April the 3rd, and going through Friday night, April the 8th. Our choir, directed by Brother Reben Hopper, will present the great spiritual music that you've been hearing over these radio programs, and I know that you will enjoy these services, this wonderful spiritual preaching. So come out and be with us and make plans to let this be God's revival and do the good that he can do in this city. Bible services this morning, Bible School 930. Brother Hilly Pittman, superintendent, invites you to come. We have a nursery at all services, classes for all ages. At 1030 this morning, our morning worship. At 6 this evening, endeavor services for adult and youth. And at 7, the old-fashioned revival hour. Each Wednesday evening at 7 o'clock, our prayer meeting and Bible study. You're cordially extended an invitation to attend worship with us at the Harper Road Christian Church. I want to speak to you this morning about a great text from God's Word, Galatians 6, 5, and 10. Be not deceived, God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. If he sows to the flesh, he shall of the flesh reap destruction. But if to the Spirit, he shall of the Spirit reap everlasting life. These are God's words, and they are just as true as they can be. Today, all of our news media is proclaiming the riots and these great demonstrations, the unrest throughout the world. The people of God are turning away from the church and turning away from God and being overcome with the vicious lies of Satan and the slander, and men who are called upon to be staunch and established in the faith are like cravens leaving the battlefield. Today, if ever in history, God needs men who will face the evils of Satan, who will stand fast upon the battlefield, live their lives for him, be true to their calling, and defend the faith. That is the call of God today, sowing and reaping. Here is one of the most remarkable scriptures of truth ever penned by divine inspiration. It expresses God's method of operation, governing the lives of men. It is verified by nature in that the law of the harvest is expressed and its principles applied to the law of life. First, it sets forth the dignity and responsibility of man. Then it states that God, who made man, established laws of life whereby a man might know how to live in peace, happiness, and prosperity. It then explains this law so that none may misunderstand and finally drives home the great truth that a man as an eternal creation of God will reap exactly as he sows. 
both in this life and in the life to come. Let us hear the word of God, for every man shall bear his own burden. Herein God explains that a man may choose his own destiny. As he chooses, so shall he live, and so shall he reap. A person does not have to choose bad company, bad habits, evil environments, but if he sows to these things, he may certainly expect to bear the burden of the harvest. Then God says, let him that is taught in the word communicate unto him that teacheth in all good things. This is explained by simply saying that when we know to do right, when we are warned of the evils to come from sin, let us communicate or express our desire for a better life to the one who gives all life and desire his guidance and blessing. And then does God set forth the great truth of life. Be not deceived, God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. Surely we can understand this. It is the law of God universal. It applies to the individual life, to the business, the professional realm, to the home, the city, the schools, state, government, and to the world. It covers every phase of human endeavor, every facet of human life. The farmer will understand that he must reap what he has sown. He knows that if he plants cotton, he will get cotton. If he plants corn, he will get corn, providing that he tend and cultivate and care for his crop. He does not expect to plant turnip seeds and reap watermelons. And so God, with this law in mind, says to men, don't take lightly this great truth. It is an established law around which all the universe is built. It never fails. If a man sows to drunkenness, gambling, profanity, stealing, covetousness, hate, jealousy, or sin in any form, he will reap ultimately the harvest which these things grow. And they do grow. This is one thing men are always to remember, that sin is a thing alive. It is never stagnant. It constantly grows. And in its harvest consumes every decent and worthwhile thing in its path. We may not harbor sin and indulge occasionally, expecting to confine sin to the latter moments of life. Sin, when released, is like a Pandora's box. It grows as the whirlwind, as the tornado, and is soon out of control, sweeping the entire man, the home, the morals, the character, and the soul before its irresistible tide of destruction. Oh, how Christian people today ought to take note of these things, and we ought to sow the good seed in word, in deed, in thoughts about others, and in seeking God's help to live a victorious life. Then does God define the two categories of life, the fleshly and the spiritual. For he that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. God knows that these fleshly bodies of ours are corruptible. In other words, they came from the dust of the earth. They shall return back unto the dust from whence they came. All the glory of man is as the flower of the grass. The grass withereth, and the flower thereof fadeth away. Like a fleeting vapor, man's life appears for a moment, an infinitesimal second of time, and then vanishes away. And all that man has erected will fade away with his body. There is not one material possession a man may take into eternity with his soul. All will cover like a shroud the rotting fall under the hand of corruption and time. Such is the destiny of those who sow to the flesh. It seems so strange to see men working and hurrying to and fro, seeking to accumulate great things of materialism. 
heaping themselves to themselves treasures of the earth, knowing that they're valuable only for a short time and that they must soon be dissolved. They know these things must pass away, and yet they spend their life seeking them. It would be sad indeed if this were the only state of man. But God, praise his wonderful name, has provided through Jesus Christ the measure of grace which gives us all the opportunity of sharing eternal life with him in heaven. So we read, But he that soweth to the Spirit shall of the Spirit reap life everlasting. Now this is a marvelous condensation from God. This is a glorious mandate from heaven. It is a gospel of life, of salvation, of good news. It applies not only to the realms of heaven, but also to the realms of earthly life. Read only a few of the promises God has given to those who sow to the Spirit. He says, With long life shall I satisfy him. Everything that a righteous man doeth shall prosper. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of life. And I shall give you eternal life, and you shall never perish. When you call upon me, I will answer. I will never leave you nor forsake you. I will forgive you all your sins. I will write your name in the Lamb's book of life. Many, many more precious promises await those who follow God in Christ. These are not idle words. God has spoken them. The harvest of life begins for those who sow to the Spirit. There is no room for evil seed in this ground where good seed has been planted. If only a person would pause in this mad rush of living long enough to look around and see what happens to those who sow to the flesh, then ask himself, is this what I want out of life? And then choose the way of the Spirit. How much misery, sickness, anguish would be avoided? It is true that when people get into trouble, they call upon the Lord for help. Then when they get out of trouble, they forget the Lord. This happens every day. People who have sown to the flesh for years, when they begin to reap the harvest of the flesh, begin to ask God to send another kind of harvest. Listen, this is one law God will not break. If you continue to sow to the flesh, you will reap irrevocably a harvest of the flesh. God has said it. Whatever you may do will not change that harvest. And I want to drive this point home. Sink it deep down in the inner recess of your soul this morning. You who are fast approaching the harvest time of sin, you are going to have to hear your own words from God as he condemns you for this sin. God has condemned the world under sin already. You're going to have to hear, depart from me, ye that work iniquity. You and your loved ones are going to have to reap and live for the harvest that comes from the kinds of seed you are planting outside of Christ. God is not going to take away from you that harvest. But now listen carefully. Many of you think that no matter what you do, no matter if your present harvest of anguish is the result of your own doings and a lifetime of sowing to evil, that all you have to do every day is just say, I believe, and God forgives. Well, I want to say by the mouth of the Lord that the law of God, the law of life still is in effect. God may forgive you your sins when you believe and obey his gospel, but God will not remove the scars. God will not send you a harvest of good for a harvest of evil. If you want a new harvest, you will have to plant by faith that harvest and rise with him in newness of life. You cannot have a harvest of good until you sow a field of good seed, and this is exactly where so many have been deceived today. God didn't lie when he said, Be not deceived. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. Passing by many homes today, we see great fields sown to sin. Pleasure, neglect, 
They are ripening every day. Soon, suddenly, they will bear fruit. In wrecked bodies and health, shattered nerves, broken homes, lost souls. And I would admonish you to believe that this is true. Every man without exception will sow what he wants, but he will reap what he sows. Plow up those evil fields, say the prophets. Plow them up today and break up the hard, the fallow ground. And sow with the things of the Spirit. The harvest of good will come if you do this. For he has said, let us not be weary in well-doing. For in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Many people with good intentions start to live for God. And then for some reason they are slandered or talked about. Or maybe they are mistreated or think they are. And the burdens of life also press down upon them. And they quit. They quit planning. They quit tending the harvest of God because it is just so much easier to do nothing and to go along with the crowd. Any man, listen to this, whoever makes good in this life is going to have to face his enemies. Any man who ever builds for God in this world lays up eternal treasures is going to have to face the enemies of God. He's on a battlefield. And friend, he's going to have to pray for courage. As God said to old Joshua, be strong and of good courage. Turn neither to the right hand nor to the left from these commandments of mine, and I will be with you. I will, as I was with Moses, never leave you nor forsake you. There shall not any man be able to stand against you all the days of your life. Like the old pioneers who went out into the midst of the wild and vicious Indians and planted their little fields and went back into their stockades at night, even so the child of God may be assured that if he will stand fast and be strong and very courageous, God will stand beside him. God will destroy his enemies. God will give him a good crop. God will certainly let him reap the good things. But you're going to have to want it, and you're going to have to be willing to pay the price for it. And now God sets forth the remedy. He warns of the shortness of time, the ravages of sin. And he states, as we have therefore opportunity, let us do good unto all men, especially unto them who are of the household of faith. Yes, as we have therefore opportunity, let us do good. Let us now, while it is day, while it is summertime, plow, plant, and water the harvest, for it will soon be ripe. What kind of harvest are you raising in your life, in your fields, in your heart today? Let me illustrate a very common sin, the sin of ingratitude, and then another, the sin of neglect, that you who listen and carelessly sow may be benefited therefrom. A certain family gets into trouble. They send for the preacher. They call upon God and many other acquaintances to help. And after much worry, suffering, and anguish, God sets them free. He delivers them oft times from their affliction. They promise God that if only he will assist them, they will never miss church. They will put him first. They will sow to the Spirit and live for heaven. But what happens? Well, they go to church two or three times. And then they begin to plant evil seeds back into the same old ground. They grow careless. They forget their promise to God. They say, well, that is now over. We will eat, drink, and be merry once more. But they are blinded to the fact that two of the most evil seeds of Satan are the seeds of ingratitude and neglect. God himself has said to those he has delivered from the power of sin, go and sin no more, lest a worse thing come upon you. Just as surely as it came from the first harvest, sin will one day rear again its ugly head in that heart, in that life, in that family. And when they cry, God will not hear. When they begin to bear their own burdens, reap the harvest they have sown, the eyes of God will be turned away in their time of calamity. And he has said, 
in the day that ye call upon me, I will not hear. Beloved, whatever you're sowing in this life toward other people, toward yourself, that is what you're going to reap. Whatever you're sowing in this life toward Christ and the Lord Jesus and the church, you're going to reap the good things from that. You whom God has blessed in healing and deliverance, how carefully you should walk, how diligently you should observe to do all that you promised him. Remember what he has done for your family. Set the alarm clock of life and be prompt, on time, faithful in your service as you tend the fields of righteous seed, that when the harvest comes, yours will be a harvest of the fruit of the Spirit, peace, life, and joy. And then remember this also, that the secret of any harvest is planting in time. There are seasons and times to plant. Go beyond these times and the seed will not grow and bear fruit. There is a time in life to accept Christ, to serve him, a time to sow, a time to sow to the Spirit and a time to reap. God has described that time by saying, as we therefore have opportunity, let us do good. So it is plainly to be understood that any time now, this moment, is the time to sow. It may well be all the time you have. You may let the sowing time pass, and it is difficult, a very difficult thing, to plant seed in the hardened dry ground of summer or in the coldness of winter. It is indeed very difficult to plant the seed of God's word in a hardened and dry and aged heart or in the cold, bleak, shadowy heart of a dying sinner or an aged and corruptible person. Jeremiah wept when he declared, the summer is past, the harvest is ended, and we are not saved. Therefore, sinners, say no more to God. We don't have time to go to church. We don't have time to sow to the Spirit. You may not take the time for it, but, beloved, by the grace of God, you do have time. And if you never had time before, you have it now. You never have time to do what you want to do, but God gives every man the time to obey and follow his will. You who are taking time to sow evil fields will not take time to sow good fields to the Spirit. Just remember these words someday. Be not deceived. And I repeat, God is not mocked or taken lightly. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. If he sows to the flesh, he shall of the flesh reap corruption. But if he sows to the Spirit, he shall of the Spirit reap life everlasting. I've repeated these scriptures three or four times in this brief message that you might have them printed forever in your mind and heart and not forget them. Now it is in your hands the kind of future you should reap. You alone are doing the sowing and the cultivating. Every day you are sowing seed, either good or bad, and you alone will reap the harvest of your own work. You may be sowing seeds of excuses, pleasure, neglect, animosities, prejudice, tradition, laziness, unconcerned, of judgment against others, ingratitude, business, reasons, kinfolks, or any of those things. But just remember this, that unless and until you plow the ground, plant the good seed of God's eternal word in your heart, cultivate and water and nurture the things of God, you are never going to reap eternal life and eternal view and see the eternal harvest. I'm one of those old-fashioned, crazy-sounding preachers, criticized much, I know, who believe in God's word. And when God said, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God, John 3, 5. I just have to believe every word of it. And when I turn to the seed of God's word, 1 Peter chapter 1, and read, seeing ye have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the Spirit, being born again by the word of God, I believe that too. For the word of God says, for by grace 
Are you saved through faith? And I know that the seed of God's word, the gospel of salvation, must find a lodging place in the hearts of men by the hearing of faith, and that that seed growing in the womb of the soul must grow forth to bring a faith that has obedience. It must come forth into the beautiful birth, the great harvest of a soul. This is God's plan. It is God's own marvelous plan, whereby we may be born again. And God has said, ye must be born anew. So fruits will come when we plant the right seed. Friends and neighbors, quit mocking, quit despising, quit taking God's word lightly. Be no longer deceived. Learn the simple great truth of the secret of eternal life and plant now, sow now to the Spirit that in that final time of harvest you need not stand as a beggar sold under the auctions of the world, hungry, naked, and poor, and outcast from God. But you will enter the courts of heaven because God has said, Blessed are they that do his commandments, that they may have right to the tree of life and enter in through the gates into the city. You may be with a master himself and hear the invitation, Come and dine. All things are now ready. Enter thou, faithful servant, into the things of the Lord. So many in this world, as old as the world itself, are the statements of God offering grace. May they be heard once more this very day to the salvation and admonition of God's own creation. Hear and believe it, accept, trust, and obey it, so to the things of the Spirit. For the Bible says the time has come when judgment must begin at the house of God, and if it first begin at us, what shall the end be of them that obey not the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ? God has said that when he comes in flaming fire, 2 Thessalonians 1, 8 and 9, taking vengeance on all them that obey not the gospel. Yes, God did say that. And you may say, I don't have to sow. I don't have to obey the gospel. Listen, once again, let me repeat. Jesus will come, God says, taking vengeance on all them that know not God and that obey not the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. In order to avoid that vengeance, you're going to have to obey the gospel. You're going to have to give your heart to Jesus and be born anew. The real question today is not, do you have time to serve God, but rather, will you be wise and take time to serve God? The grace of God has given you that time. May you not ignore it. Take it lightly. Every man has some time, maybe not much, but he does have time to be saved. Life is nothing more than just a short time. What will you do today with the time which is yours? May I invite you to accept the Lord Jesus Christ. Millions of people will be in hell, God says, and I'm sure that every one of them there will be someone that intended to plant, intended to be saved, but he made his excuses. He neglected and just went to sleep and let time pass by. Many, many good people want to make heaven their home, but they will never make heaven their home until they come to God through Jesus Christ. They are alienated from God, separated forever from God by sin. And then God says, Ye who were sometimes afar off, alienated from God, were made nigh by the blood of Jesus Christ. We are reconciled back into God's good graces, into the very family of God, through the marvelous gift which God gave the life that he lived, the suffering that he bore, the death that was his, and the resurrection, and the forgiveness covered all by his blood. Our redemption with his blood is something that we cannot understand, but we may by faith accept it. Friend, if you have no place of worship of serving God, 
May I cordially extend you an invitation to worship with us this morning at the Harper Road Christian Church, where you are needed, wanted, and welcome. Until next Sunday at the same time, this is your local evangelist, Fred D. Huckleberry, saying goodbye, neighbor. Stand up for God. Never depart from God. Be courageous. Face the enemies of God and sow to the Spirit, and in due time you will reap what you have sown. May God bless you indeed.